0: <sighs> Roxy, I prayed to my angels this time.
1: <laughs> angels, 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 please.
0: Please, angels, may you bless this podcast. May you let us bless, me this. bless this
1: conversation.
0: Bless this conversation. Maybe we should just Amen. start with a prayer. City, I see blessing. Yes, please. Hi. Hi. Second time, Reverend Roxy yep. Makashe is my guest on Phenomenal Women. I lasted this platform in 2018 and Reverend Roxy Makashe was not Reverend. We'll talk about that. And she was my first guest, and I remember her powerful words and a powerful wisdom at that moment. Um we then traveled to Ghana in 2019, 2020 for some work, and she was not Reverend Roxy Makash. And then Mm -hmm. in Darba, the news came, see, Reverend Roxy has become a reverend, but I will let her talk more about that. So welcome, Reverend Roxy Makash. You are my first guest. You are my first guest in 2018, and you've become my first guest. And I wanted to say thank you for helping me revive this platform because I think God Mm -hmm. sends angels to whisper to us. I just didn't have an idea of how I was going to do it. And in the night, a whisper came via podcast, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you whispered the word and Mm -hmm. then the heart whispered the platform. So I want to say thank you and welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Musidi. And in fact, there's something I want to talk about in in that area when we when we move on later in our conversation. Yes. But thank you for inviting me. I'm very honoured to be here again as your first guest, <laughs> again like the <laughs> last one. But but as we say, it is it is God's plans. It is God's plans. Five years later, we are having this conversation again, and it's. I'm just happy to be here with you tonight.
0: Well wow, Roxy you and I have known each other I think for long I don't want to say the number of years okay let me say it. is it over 20 or
1: 30 years Roxy somewhere there I'm city. somewhere there y'all. yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. and over the time I've known you you've always been a spiritual person yeah. um you've always believed in the almighty and I just want to tell the listeners and we will yeah. pray for them to come too because I really think this is special. You've always, when I'm with you. I've always had a sense of peace and calmness. I didn't realize that because I had a lot of things going on in my head. But I would go to parties and I'd feel a little bit lonely and alone. And then I would sit next to you and we would just mm-hmm. sit there and we'd be quiet. And I yeah. think, I feel like I'm at home. And I just wanted to let you know, you've always brought a sense of calmness for me and peace. Oh,
1: wow. oh, but you. I wanted
0: to come back to tell us the journey where it began for you when you mm-hmm. thought, this is my path, this is what mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing.
1: Okay. You know, Masili, the interesting thing is. When I was, as I said, I, we grew up in a, in a Christian home, right, in a very mm. Christian home. And then as I found my way as an adult, I moved on to, I've always been somebody who goes to church and all of that on Sundays. And mm. I thought that I had a great relationship with God. I mm-hmm. actually thought that until me mm-hmm. let's say what was it maybe eight years ago yeah. when I, I I decided to enter a, a different church yeah and I remember that it was that was 2015 that's about seven yeah seven eight years ago mm-hmm. and I remember it was the first time that I had been in a church where I served you know yes. I've always gone to church on Sundays More, mm-hmm. Sunday you get up. You go to church, you're there for for the sermon, you're there for the praise and worship, you put down the offering, then you get into your car and you go back home. And that has Mm -hmm. always been my relationship with -hmm. with church, a a Sunday thing, if I can put it that way, a Sunday thing. And Mm -hmm. once I came into this particular church, I decided I wanted to serve. Something in me said, uh, you know, sign up to serve. Mm-hmm. And serving, obviously, you see the people who are the the ushers who are greeting you at the door. You see hospitality who maybe show you where to go. You see protocol showing you where to park. You never really think about those roles that those people are playing. Mm-hmm. But then I decided in this church, I didn't know why. I just decided let let me also serve. So let me let me raise my hand up and say where 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 can you use me? Where can you yeah. use me? And initially, I remember I signed up for one of the hospitality departments to be part mm-hmm. of hospitality. And mm-hmm. I think I, I, I did it for maybe, let's say maybe two weeks. It wasn't long. And then I decided, nah, it's, it's not for me. I'm, yeah. going to go back. I'm going to go back and sit down and, and come on Sundays like I used to do. Yeah. And I was back to being comfortable again, coming on Sundays until oh. the, the, the pastor in that church, one day he just asked to see me from nowhere. I didn't know him. He didn't know me, but he asked to have a meeting with me. And he says, God is telling me that you need to be, I need to promote you in the church. You need to be put wow. to good in the church. He, he's yeah. got plans for you. And basically at this moment, I'm not clear. This is what he's saying at this moment. I'm not clear what your role is supposed to be. But I thought, yeah. let me tell you that God is telling me that you need to do something in the church. So, Rupsy, you know, sorry, can,
0: can not... I interp- interrupt there? So this,
1: this pastor doesn't know you. No, he doesn't know me. I, I'm new in this church. I've been there for what, maybe two months. And he comes
0: to you, and he, he, how does he come to you? Because I'm like, does he, he, are you standing somewhere? He comes to you. Does he phone you? I just, I'm, I'm curious because
1: curious. I'm like, yes. wow. I, I was also like, wow. Basically, I was in the, he had a sermon, like a normal Sunday. After the sermon, I remember his, 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 one of his assistants came to me and said, the pastor would like to talk to you. She even asked me, as your name this and this? And I said, yes. Said the pastor would like to talk to you. So I said, okay, that's great. Um, not now, but can you make an appointment during the week? And that's when I made an appointment during the week. So I think it was during, during the weekday, I think it was at lunchtime or something. I went to the office, to his office at the church. And that's when we had that conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so so that's you, really what happened. Yeah. That is
0: so powerful. What were you thinking? Did you think, oh, this <laughs> guy? I mean, like, what were you thinking? I'm like, you oh, know the,
1: the interesting thing, Mercedes, is that I knew in my you know, when they say you know in your in your in your spirit, let's say that. I knew in my spirit that I have a role to play. And I think that was the reason why I I decided earlier on, the, the, the month before, I said, let me serve. Because something in my spirit said, this is not enough. According to God, you just coming here to sit and listen to the word is not enough. But you know when you feel something in your spirit, but you don't know what it is that is required of you. So in all honesty, when I had that conversation with him, it confirmed to me that I wasn't wrong. I was sensing correctly that God is expecting me or requiring me to be more than just somebody who comes every Sunday and goes back home. So I I didn't even fault it. I didn't doubt it too much because it was such a confirmation of what was in my spirit. And I hope that makes sense
0: sense because i want maybe if you can break it down for somebody who's going through an exactly the same thing and i wanted you maybe to explain because it happened to me god whispers something to you when i he says to you you need or the spirit says you need to go serve you go okay i sign up i sign up but after two weeks i think nah it's not working for me yeah now, talk to me, to those people who are being called to serve, and they mm-hmm. do it, and then something. What happens to go, nah, it's not something for me. It's not for me.
1: So talk yeah. me to me through that. Through that, and I'll tell you exactly what it is, because years later, at least uh, certainly over time, I realized what it was. Mm-hmm. I went in there with my head, and, and I know this is hard to understand, I decided, yes, actually, I will serve, because I feel like I should, and I went in with my head, and by okay. when I say with my head, I say I went in with my whole mind, my ego, and everything, and the one thing that I understood is that when God is calling you, one of the first things he's going to do is break you down. And that's what it means when it says you must die to self, because unless you die to self, you cannot really serve. I went into that hospitality department with my with my ego. Remember, I'm an executive mm-hmm. at the office. So mm-hmm. I'm coming in, I'm saying, I'm telling myself I'm serving, but I'm not coming with a servant spirit. There's something called the heart of a servant, meaning I'm not coming in. At a humble um, level, I'm not coming with humility to serve in spirit. I'm, I'm telling my mind I'm going to serve because I feel this is the right thing to do. And once I was there, I decided, no, I can't, I can't, I can't serve in this department. It's requiring me to do things that I think I'm above. Literally, that was what my brain was telling me, you know, where you have to, maybe you have to go fetch guests from the airport and drive them where you have to, you know, um, maybe hold a guest's handbag. I thought, no, I can't do that. That's, that's, that's about me. That's why I left. Right. And I realized years later that that's exactly what God was trying to break down because he knew that I cannot serve him the way I serve him now with that mindset with that ego with that um way of thinking so it was a journey from that time and over the the years that followed when i started serving as after the pastor told me that i'm supposed to serve and he also told me that i'm going to need you to be humble because because now what i'm going to do i'm putting you in a role to serve But that role will be above all the others. Remember, I signed up to serve in hospitality. And he says, no, God is telling me that I need to promote you in the church. So basically, you're going to lead a department which oversees all the other departments, the hospitality, the protocol, the ushering, to make sure that everybody is serving with excellence. So that was actually my role. That was actually my role. But, but wow. it's the role that he said, God is saying, I must lift you up to that. But he's also telling me that I must tell you to be humble. But, doing this. See, this
0: is amazing. And I've also mm-hmm. been through a similar journey. But I wanted yeah. to ask you, I'm sitting at home and I've had God speak to me. I Mm thought, no, I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And you had somebody who was walking the journey with you. So confirming what your spirit was saying and reinforcing God's message. Yeah. We sometimes miss those messages. We sometimes miss God's messages. Mm -hmm. How does one ensure that? When there's a message from God, you are opening yourself to hearing it, because the mind does come. The mind go yes. marwatan. No, no, you're crazy. There's there's no God. There, you there's goals. You you know it will tell you everything. How did you yeah. overcome that voice of you know that doubting voice, that fear voice? How did you overcome that?
1: You know, and and that's the one thing. I was talking about it the other day on my on my show, Spiritually Sound, mm. and I was saying that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, and and and, and I love teaching this because not all of us understand the Holy mm. Spirit. The Holy Spirit, as we know, it's the one of the trinity of of of, 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 of the Holy Trinity, right? Yes. And If if we go and I take people back to the Bible, I would say, you know, when Jesus was about to ascend back to heaven, he said, my father is going to bring you somebody else. That's why I must go. And Jesus said, if I don't go, he cannot come. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And he says, he's coming from my father. He's the one who's going to be with you always. He is your comforter. He is your truth. He is your guide. And then Mm -hmm. he went on to say, but the Holy Spirit does not just speak what he wants to speak. He Mm -hmm. only speaks to you what he hears from me and I Mm -hmm. what I hear from the Father. And one thing I've realized is it is so hard, Musidi, to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. There are so many people who, as the Spirit is talking to them, they don't hear him because it's not something that you're going to learn to hear. It's, it's almost, it's not something you can learn in a classroom, if I can put it no. that way. Not something no. that you can learn in a classroom. And I found that my journey, when I look back and I say, how did I come to the point where I can now hear him so clearly? And I can hear him so clearly. I have conversations with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Basic questions I will ask him and I'll get the answer. But I was not there five years ago. I was not even there three years ago, to be brutally honest with you. It is a dream, which is why they say revelation is progressive. So the deeper you go with God, the more he reveals of himself to you. And, 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 And what I've realized is the level at which you hear him is the level at which you are leaning into him. The more you lean in, the more he leans in as well. So somebody who's sitting at home and saying, how do I hear this voice? I will say, start that journey of that intimacy, that intimate relationship with with God. The more intimate you become, I mean, you yourself, you know that where you are today in terms of heeding and hearing your own spirit is not where you will. 10 years ago is not where you were 5 years ago. You you don't, we 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 keep hearing more and more without even realizing it. Then one day you look back and you're like my goodness I'm hearing much more than I used to hear 5 years ago and that's a good thing. That's when you know that the journey is working. That's when you know that the journey is working. So I simply in simple terms I would say somebody must just learn to lean in more. The more you lean in the more The holy spirit also starts speaking more
0: absolutely and i want to come back when we started this podcast we were struggling with the technology right Mm. (laughs) we went (laughs) two rounds three rounds and i'm like how about two Uh, and then i said we need i need to ask for my guides and i started praying because i realized i don't have the blessing i didn't ask for Mm -hmm. blessing and when i did
1: it opened up.
0: Yes. It opened. It up. opened up.
1: Yes, it opened up.
0: <laughs> you, you wanted to say something about this, so what did you want to say? Because okay. I was like, "Oh, this thing is not working. it," <laughs> and you said, "But I want to say something about it later on."
1: Yes, I, I was. I, what, what? What? I was going to talk about how. Uh, because you you we were talking about the 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 point of of the, the gift, you know. There's yes. I, I'm not sure so where it is in in the in the Bible. I can't even remember right now. I think it's in Romans, but it talks about how we all have gifts, right? And it also talks about the horn. You know, when people say, "Let me blow my own horn," that's where really it comes from. It talks about the horn, which is what. God has given you. There are many gifts that we all have, but there's one that really stands out. And that is your horn. And what we know is that God will use you, will exalt you, will promote you through your horn. And basically, our 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 assignment is to figure out what my horn is. You see, you can say your horn is, is talking to people. Your horn is, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, somebody that horn could be singing, somebody that horn could be teaching, somebody that horn could be something else. But God generally taps into the horn that he gave you because he know he gave to you, right? And he asked you to discover it, discover that I'm good at teaching, discover that I'm good at singing. Discover that I am good at talking, public speaking, whatever it is, because that is the horn he's going to use to elevate you. And the more you tap into it, right now, the more Musidi taps into her ability to to bring, you know, uh, change to people. If that's what the assignment of your of, of your podcast is, the more you tap into this the more he's going to elevate you through this platform because he just wants you to discover it, embrace it, and be obedient with it to him. And what he does then is he's the one who takes over and elevates it. So I always say that let us discover what our true gift is, our true gift that pushes God's agenda because it could be anything but it must push his agenda because he has equipped you with something that pushes his agenda. Not all of us are going to be pulpit ministers. You know what I mean? Not all of us are going to be um, uh, worshiping in church. But he says, Musidi, you have this horn, this great gift of talking about certain things or talking to people about certain things. And if you connect to that and recognize it, I am going to exalt you through it because it's pushing my agenda in some way. Do you Absolutely. understand what I mean? So I always say that I... it's so important for all of us to understand that that this horn or this gift that you have, if you can connect it to God, it will. It, there's, the sky is the limit.
0: Roxy, I'm sure you'll come back to it. Disguise you also it. need to lean into it. It doesn't just come because
1: You must lean into
0: it. I discovered I have a gift. You it must yield. My, yes, my voice. And I, I started yes, thinking yes. There's something about my voice, but I didn't have a voice. Uh, I was afraid, I right. remember. And when God yes. brought me down your body he was teaching me (laughs) to lean into my voice and talking about that the other day a teacher at my my child's school bullied a little boy and my child stood Mm. up for this boy and she turns around Mm. and tells my daughter your mother is not gonna believe you over me and that's it then rolled into me. It was like I let out a cry, like, ah! But yes. God gave me a voice and I've been yeah. tired. I have a voice. and You were,
1: you were God, afraid of your God, own
0: voice. I was so afraid of my own voice. I was so afraid of, I'm going to be unloved. I'm going to be yeah. attacked and rejected. But you are so right. The very thing we fear is and our gift, and i right. found that gift through being so angry un- that she said that to my daughter. It yeah. has taken wrong,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and, and remember, Lucidi, when the enemy tries to stop you from your destiny, he will come at the exact thing that you're supposed, that he knows, your destiny is attached to. So the most obvious place to come at you is to come at you through your voice and make you fear it because he knows that that voice is the one that is going to push God's agenda, that is going to bring you fulfillment, that is going to exalt you. So that's the one thing he's going to come for.
0: I, you are so right, Roxy. Oh, you you have just made my day, you know. Um, uh-huh. And I've got so many questions for you, but I wanted to come back to Reverend. I'm so okay. curious. Yes, Tell please. About Reverend, where are you preaching? What are you? So I've got two questions. You are Reverend, but you own yes. your own company. You are the CEO of desert Arabia. Talk to me about the those roles, the Reverend, the CEO. Um,
1: (laughs) okay, so so Reverend CEO, the good thing is that and, and and I guess Musidi, the if I had still been in in corporate, let me put it that way, if I'd still been employed, there is there's probably very little chance that i would be reverent today so so one thing that we must understand is that uh, god god has a plan always god has a plan in terms of becoming reverent i decided in january 2022 i said god i've been serving you for a while and i feel that i'm ready to become part of 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 the ministry part officially part of the ministry now if you know that in 20 when was it in 2021 that's what it is the beginning of 2021 I said I feel like I need a platform where I can talk about the word of God and I said it to myself and I wrote it down as part of my prayer point and I said this is what I want to happen this is January 2021 and I said, yeah. I need a radio station, I need a TV, I need something, because I feel there's a word inside of me that needs to come out, but yeah. I don't have a platform for it, you know. Yeah. And it just so happened that then I started talking to a friend of mine who happened to know the, the, the CEO of the radio station, Radio Bob, mm-hmm. and she said, you know what, I can connect you with him, with, 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 with him. So I said, wonderful. I didn't even have high hopes. I thought, no, it's too good mm-hmm. to be true. This is what I was looking for. I think it was maybe in two months later. I said, it, I said it to myself in January, around March. That's when we had this conversation with her. And then she connects me and she says, they are asking for a demo tape because they want to oh. hear you. So I'm like, oh, my God, I really don't feel like doing that. So I think <laughs> I snapped on it. I sat on it for about a week or two weeks. And then one day I said, you know what, let me make a demo tape. So I made the demo tape and then I sent it to my friend and she passed it on. And immediately she came back to, to me and she said, they said, it's done, you're in. I said, wow, that's amazing. Within a month, I started my show on, on, the, on the radio station every Wednesday evening. And I was yeah. just doing it you know, throughout 2021, just yeah, doing I it
0: all
1: Yes, until in 2022, I then said to myself, I was just thinking in my head, I said, God, you know what? I think I want to be part of the ministry now. I want to preach. And it never even occurred to me because God will test you and God oh. will prepare you. It never occurred to me that throughout 2021, every Wednesday when I'm talking on radio, he is preparing me to speak in a church because we're still talking about the word, still talking about about, about spiritual things. And that's when I released, oh, that was preparation. Because Absolutely. for me, speaking in a church was like, oh, my goodness, I can't do that. You know, I go every Sunday, I listen to the pastor, and I'm like, how am I going to come up with a message, you know? And then I realize, but no, Rox, actually, every Wednesday, that's what you're doing. You're coming up with a message. You're talking to it. Yes, every now and then I would have guests, because you've been a guest of mine as well. But in between guests, what I would do is that I would just speak the word for the hour just by myself. And even now that I'm an irreverent, I've now changed that platform so that every Wednesday it's a one-hour sermon. So people switch on just to hear the word every Wednesday evening. But it took me a while to realize that God prepared me for this without me even realizing it. And once he realized that I was ready, then, which was January 2022, then he also put the desire in me to now be going into ministry, you know, that, that, that word, that scripture that says he will give us the desires of our hearts. Many people don't even realize that sometimes it means he will put the desire and connect his will to yours so that his desire is your desire. It's not just saying, I want this, so he must give it to me. No, sometimes he will put that desire and then connect your will and align you so that it becomes your desire as well. And then he fulfills it. And that's what I realized. In January, I said, I want this to happen. Um, And I just put it as a prayer point. By June, I remember hearing in my spirit, somebody told me that there is a church, which is also an academy. So if you're a pastor, if you have a church, people go there to not just get ordained, but also to learn how to be better ministers. So then I connected with the pastor of this church. I started going for the the classes, the ministry classes. And most people who go there, that's, that's the church that I go to. Most people who go there are actually people who are in ministry. So he has set up a church academy that is not necessarily for just members, but is for people whose aim is to be in ministry, whether you're going to be a pastor or a prophet or a teacher or whatever it is in the ministry. It's more for people who say, I'm already this, but I want to go deeper or I want to get better in ministry. That's what he has set up. And that's where God led my steps to. So by June, I started going there. And mm. when it came to, I think it was about October, September, October, then the pastor says, you are ready to be ordained to be a reverend. And I started taking the ordination classes. And within by December, I had my graduation and I became a reverend. Wow, Roxy. You know,
0: I am so glad I spoke to you because I have I'm on my journey and I think the journey never ends. It's always a learning journey. It's always about the timing of your readiness. I think what you are, I'm hearing you say, because I've experienced it, is there are levels of steps you go through this journey. Exactly. Firstly, I had to be deroged of all the titles, the money. I remember you and I laughing about our (laughs) ego-driven days. You had your car. I had my yeah. office. I couldn't even afford it. And you were yeah. like, "Why did you go for that office?" I'm like, "The ego." I was like, "Why did you go for that?" <laughs> the ego. The and ego. I watched you through your journey. It's so funny. You said you did. I knew from the time I saw you, and I used to go, "Marie Rox, you, you feel like you are a spiritual preacher." What about your own church? You remember those conversations we used to have? Yes, yes. And then I was so amazed when you, when we spoke the last time, you said, "Listen, I'm going for this," and I was like, "Wow, wow!" But I Mm. wanted to make the point that when God gives you the desire, and you spoke about it, sometimes the Spirit puts tests ahead of you. Are you ready, Mm -hmm. or are you not ready? And yeah. I think today, when the technology was going, I was like, ah, 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 there's a test yeah, here, yeah. and I'm not <laughs> giving up. <laughs> yes. Can you help? Because <laughs> somebody is going to ask, how you overcome that thing? There's a test. There's always going to be a test. Yeah. How do I get over it? How do I? Because some of the tests can be so difficult. Some of the they tests are like, yo, Tico, so why are you giving me this test? But it's a test, and you can see it's a test. Where yeah. how did you make sure I'm not giving up when the test became harder? Because
1: the test will become harder. The test will become harder if I, if somebody, if if somebody understood the darkness, Musidi, I always talk about. 20 2019. Shoot. Sure. Yeah. 2019 was dark for me. It was dark. And I've got to say I am still feeling lucky that I had had a spiritual mentor, the pastor, who had sort of like trained me if I can put it that way, in his mm-hmm. own way for darkness. He had this thing that he used to say, I need you guys to learn how to how to kick the devil to his curb. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would say that. And, and in all honesty, in all the time that I've been to church, I had never come across a pastor who said that. You know, they would always preach uh, just nice and gently and, and whatever, but none actually prepared you for spiritual warfare. No. And I know for a fact that God led my steps to him because he knew that he would teach me spiritual warfare. Because surprisingly enough, once the test was over, or rather the learning, once I had gotten it, um, the Holy Spirit directed me to somewhere else. So I still know that his role, my ex-spiritual, my ex-pastor, his role in my life was to teach me spiritual warfare and if he had not taught me the things that he taught me, 2019 would have finished me. 2019 would have finished me. And it's because of the tools, the spiritual tools that he taught me, that I was able to get up in 2019 and tell my, my issues, my troubles, the, the enemies. Um, arrows and I told them listen, you don't know who you're dealing with but that courage came mm-hmm. from what he had taught me. So unfortunately sometimes somebody has to teach you. Maybe sometimes somebody will just do it but more often than not someone has to teach you or show you how to come against trouble. But what I also realize is that if you learn to understand, the Word of God or the Bible, it has everything that my pastor was teaching me. Yes, it was great that he was there to stand in front of me and actually break it down. But when I look back, it's all written in there. That's the first you part. Know. The second part, Monsieur, that I would say is that rubbles... Oh, sorry, go on. What did you say? No, no, you can go on. We'll talk. I'll add I'll, I'll after you, you've so- spoken The Hello. second part I was going to say is that the the most important thing. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Musidi, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can. The, hear the you. most important thing. The most important thing is posture. That's the second thing I want to tell somebody. When troubles come, the most important thing is your posture. Your posture cannot let this trouble become bigger than your God. Because the minute you think this trouble is bigger than my God, you are already heading for a failure. Absolutely. You are already heading for a failure. It is not a myth when they say that God responds to faith. The minute you look at this problem, whether it is debt, whether it is um, bills, whether it is the end of health, uh, a job loss, whatever it is, the minute you look at it and see it as bigger than God, you're already losing the battle in your mind. So okay. it starts the mind. You've got to tell your mind that, yes, I see what is in front of me, but I know a God who's bigger than what is in front of me.
0: Absolutely. I wanted to touch on the point of you say 2019 was your your dark, uh darkest, uh they call it the dark night of the soul. Oof. 2020 was my dark night of the soul. But <laughs> I didn't have any spiritual person. And yeah. but I did hear a voice um that I believe was the the Holy Spirit saying okay. to me, Things will unfold for you. You oh, gotta wow. hold on. Yes. And I thought, mm-mm, mm And I remember the start of that dark, dark days. I call it the derobing of the ego. Yeah, it was fighting. It (laughs) was fighting. So I was in that middle, you you call it the spiritual Um, warfare. Yeah, I was like, who am I? And there was this huge, huge ego that was refusing to hear the word of God. And I remember yes. the loneliness, the feeling oh. of there's no one. And I, I wanted you to maybe help people understand that it does come with loneliness sometimes uh-huh. because God will isolate you to yeah. show you who's with you or who's not with you. Did Correct. you ever go through there to go and isolate you and sometimes the, 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 the evil one will go yeah yeah you don't have friends yeah yeah <laughs> you are lonely but it's God's way of saying I'm taking you away from yeah. this to show yeah. you who and where you are meant to be mm-hmm. did you ever feel lonely and how did you deal with that it's
1: consecration I, I call it consecration You know, Sidi, I never felt lonely, Mm -hmm. but I felt alone, yeah? Yeah. And basically what happened is in in 2019 as this madness, because it started early, like let's say February 2019, early in the year. um, And what made it worse was that I had an illness that just went out of control. I had always had a medical condition, right? And uh, I was on medication for 16, 17 years and 2019, interestingly enough, even as I call it my darkest year in the last five years, 2019, it was also the year that I got healed from an incurable illness, from this illness in my stomach that was incurable. But the way it happened was that in February, after 40 days of fasting, it let loose. The illness let loose. I could feel that, you know what? The enemy is trying to finish me. Yeah. When I, because I was fine for 40 days of fasting with my church. Day yeah. 41, literally the day after, I stopped fasting. my my condition let loose i was bleeding i was bleeding inside my stomach was bleeding medication would not help the medication that i had it would not help my doctor was like i don't know what to do the medication is not working and as he's saying i am bleeding inside and i remember saying to god god i don't understand yeah. I don't understand because one of my biggest prayer points during this forty-day fast was that I'm tired of medication. I what? need to be healed. I can't be on. I can't be telling people about my great God, and yet I'm taking medication on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely, it's that was exhausting. part of
1: my prayer point. It's exhausting, and then it also doesn't make sense. You're like God. Where are you? Where's God, the yeah. healer? Yeah. You know. So, so when it let loose, I knew the enemy had had gone to fetch his friends, and they were after me. And I told yeah. God, you know what? My trust is in you. I yeah. no longer care about medication. I stopped the medication because it wasn't working. And I yeah. said, you're the only one. You're the only one who can heal me. You're the yeah. only one who can heal me. I think I was in bed. Came to a point where I couldn't even get out of bed. Yeah. I didn't tell my family because I knew they would come and, and you know, uh, uh, they would get scared and come to see me because I live alone. Yeah. So I kept quiet. And every day all I said was, God, I need you. You're the only yeah. one. Because my, my family did not even know that I was sick. My friends did not know that I was sick. Because I, I knew nothing they can do. I said, you're the only one who can heal me. You're the only one who can help me do something. And it went on like that in the city for about a month. I was yeah. thin, thin, thin. Luckily, I, I wasn't coming out of the house. So people people really didn't see much of me. But yeah. I was thin, thin, thin. And then one day after praying, um, the Holy Spirit said to me, go to your handbag. I don't know why. Yeah. I woke up and I just crawled to my handbag because I was really feeling weak. I went to my handbag. I don't even know what I was looking for. Something just made me go there. I opened my handbag. And when I opened my handbag, there were, I think there were eight or nine tablets in there. The ones that I had used in the past, but were not working anymore. So because I was feeling so sick, I said, you know what? I've got nine tablets left here. Let me just take these. Because I'd been off my medication for a good two, three months. Um, I decided to take those nine tablets um, over two days, four the first day, no, five the first day, and then the last four the second day. And I just took them, and I just went back to praying, God, I need you to heal me. Yeah, You know, on day three, because I took the tablets on day one, and then the last ones on day two. On day three, I woke up and the bleeding had stopped, yeah? Wow. and I thought to myself yeah okay I know this medication works but I don't have any more and the doctor is not going to give me any more so what's going to happen let me wait let me wait day two I see that no the bleeding is still stopped I'm still okay so I'm thinking maybe day three day four it will come back I'm waiting still doesn't come back day seven doesn't come back we are now three years later the 2019, five years later, my doctor in Stanton does not believe that I'm healed. And I say, it's okay. I know a doctor who cannot be beaten. I know a doctor who cannot be beaten. That's my testimony.
0: You know, Roxy, you're talking about the enemy. And I wanted to also mention that, and I, I don't know if you've seen, when the enemy can't get to you, sometimes they go through your children. Um the, the, hey, totally. Totally. Can you speak about that? Because I've seen uh you know that the enemy does exist and people don't think it exists because me, I've seen yeah. wonderful people turn into drug addicts, alcoholism, yes. gamblers, and things come and they can't understand what has happened. And meanwhile, yeah. it's the devil who sits in your mind and goes, do this. It'd be jealous, it'd be envious, go do the things. Yes. yes. And one day Absolutely. I realize when the devil can't get you, it goes after your kids. What yes. do you tell a mother who's like, I am praying, but mm-hmm. this devil is going after my kid? is on drugs, alcohol. What do you say to those mothers? that yes, I can handle the devil, but yeah. the devil has other ways of getting to me.
1: Yes, it's absolutely a reality. And I realized that now that the devil knows he can't play with me, he yeah. has gone to play with my son, yes. who also dabbles in, in at least not, not no longer now, but was dabbling in drugs because the devil can't get to me with such things, but he will go after, 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 after my son. And what I say is, and this is still the position, this is still the posture that I'm maintaining, that because I know that God delivers, I know that God is faithful, as a mother with your children, we don't give up. We don't give up. And unfortunately, it's not, it's harder to kick the devil out of your children's lives. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost easy to kick him out of your own life. It's harder to kick him out of your children's lives. And in the same breath, you must know that the devil is stubborn. Yeah. People must know that the devil is stubborn. That, that, that dude is stubborn. Mm-hmm. And basically the way I had to do it was I had to then bring in my intercession teams, my pastors, everybody I get them to pray over my son. I need to kick the devil out of his life because addiction, whether it's it's drugs, alcohol, uh, mm. what is it pornography, whatever all of those things they are just devices of the devil and Absolutely. really that that is the person you need to be uh, addressing, not necessarily your child and we and we learn later in life because you you don't realize that I'm attacking my child, but he's actually not the enemy. I need to go and deal with the devil that's coming for him. And, And once you actually acknowledge or recognize that distinction, it becomes easier to go and deal with the devil and trust God to take care of your son while you're doing that or of your daughter or of your child. But it's very important for you to focus. That is why the word of God says we don't, um, wrestle with flesh and blood. So don't even bother shouting at your child. You need to go into your prayer room. You need to go into your prayer closet. You need to address the spiritual levels of this warfare for you to I see it manifest here on earth. So that is the formula. That is the formula. Is it easy? It's not easy at all, Musidi. It's hard, but you got to keep know. at it. you got to keep I at so- it
0: how the devil started trying to come after me and like you yeah. said I stood I said I have the faith you know yeah. I used to waver and I stopped wavering when I saw God's grace and might I was Amen. not working and I was still living in an amazing house. I still, yeah. still pay the red and I was like how yes. I'm <laughs> living and I'm not working Where? it's God It's I knew yeah. then and the devil started coming after my daughter, and I of realized that the other day, and I felt weak, 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 weak. I was oh, like, yeah. I remember sleeping, and I had a whispering going, he's coming at you through your child. Yes, and I sat down, I got up and I said, You will never ever get to my child. I yes. sat I woke up and I prayed. But what mm. you are saying to any mother is not just a prayer once off. it's a prayer to armor yourself every day because okay. if the devil can't get to you. It will go after somebody you love. So every mm. day you gotta armor yourself and make sure you are protecting your child. That's exactly. what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and 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 more than anything, what the devil likes to see is to see us fight our yeah. the, our loved one, because cause then he smiles when he sees us do that, because he knows we're punching in the air. You'll never win a war if you're fighting the person. Spiritual warfare requires you to go and fight in the spirit, and that's how we win the wars even on earth. So, and that's why it says um, the truth will set you free, But it's the truth that you know that will set you free. If you don't know the truth, it will not set you free. So I had to learn to understand that I can shout as much as I want. Nothing's happening. And in fact, the devil is dancing because uh, I'm, I'm playing into his game. So I had to learn to come for him on behalf of my family, on behalf of my child. That's the only way to do it
0: you are speaking such an amazing truth before we have to wrap up unfortunately in about five minutes before we wrap up can you give us, can you give the listeners where can they find Reverend Rokutumakashi you've mentioned Radio Pop where else can they find you where can they listen to the spiritual world the spiritual word and the word of God the advice you are giving on children' career health. I mean, I am so excited. I was so excited to hear about your the, the what you were talking about health because yeah. I yeah. suffer from diabetes, and okay. like you have been on every tablet, and the doctor cannot understand <laughs> that sugar is down, but the weight is going down. So yeah. I was so interested. Where can people care more about the spirit, the word of God, your preaching? And hour doesn't do it justice, it just takes the like the top line and it tries to make it like it doesn't on, We're getting to no, the it does not. <laughs> so where can people get to
1: the people can find me besides the, the Wednesday nights on radio bob? I preach at my 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 spiritual mentors church, the, 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 at, at his academy, but I'm not there every 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 Sunday. And I think uh, wh- one of the things that people always ask me is, are you not going to have a church so you can preach more often? And I said, i I haven't felt I haven't received in my spirit the calling for a a church building, but what I have received in my spirit, is to talk about the word of God and, and the things that he does as often as I possibly can on whatever platforms I'm able to talk on, like Phenomenal Woman, like Spiritually mm-hmm. Sound, my own show. Um, sometimes I put um, a word out on my social media platforms, a written word. So that for now is really the, the platforms that I'm using as well as whenever my spiritual mentor calls me to come and preach at, at his church, when we're having conferences and sometimes when we're just having um, normal normal sessions. So that for now, that is what is is, is, is in my spirit. But before I go, I want to say something that the Great Commission, if we go to the book of Luke, the Great mm-hmm. Commission that Jesus has given us all, he said, go out, and make disciples of all nations. So it's very important for us to understand that all of us, our assignment is to make disciples of nations. We're not all going to fit on the church pulpit, but all of us, including Musiri through Phenomenal Woman, have got an assignment to make disciples of nations. So the first thing is everybody must have nations on their mind. I was I was preaching the other day that the gift that God has given you, if it's confining you to a small corner somewhere, then you need to look harder. That's not the gift. It's yeah. not in his nature to keep a child of his who is created in his image doing something small in a corner somewhere. So whatever yeah. it is you're doing, know that, You have been assigned to nations around the world, which is why I guess now we're on on platforms like these ones, Musidi, nations Mm -hmm. around the world can listen to you. So everybody must understand that it's not just up to the ministers in the church to do this great commission. We are all called to contribute to the body of Christ some might not some might be at the pulpit some are on, on 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 spotify some are on radio some are doing outreach whatever it is we're all called and you must have nations on your mind you must have nations on your mind whatever you're doing if you're singing you must learn you must have singing to nations on your mind. If you're a public speaker, you must have speaking to nations on your mind. If you are, if you're serving, you must have serving to nations on your mind. So I think it's very important for people to understand that none of us is called to do very small things. God has great plans for all of us, but if you yield to him, he will show you exactly what he has. And there are no limits. There are no limits.
0: Proxy, you've just summarized what I was going to say, please summarize, but maybe I should ask you if I'm facing a dark time, maybe just the last minute, yeah. can you offer some advice? I'm starting a spiritual journey. Things are, uh-huh. looking dark, are looking dark for me. I'm going through a job loss. I've got health issues. Children screaming, what do I do in my daily, daily practice? What is the first thing that is like my daily bread? What should I do?
1: I would say, I would say total surrender. Mm-hmm. And and what really that means is make a promise to yourself that you can't do this alone. Yeah. let that through your, your skin, understand that I cannot do this by myself. Too many times mm. we are so busy thinking we can do this on our own. There is a, there's a verse in 1 in Corinthians, Musidi, that mm. says, for every single trial or challenge or problem, God looks at it and he gives you a way out. And I always say the problem is we focus too much on the problem that our eyes become blind to the way out. The word says it black and white. For every single problem, there is a solution. There is a way out. And God needs you to look to him so that your eyes will be open to that way out. So if you're in a challenge and you honestly cannot see the way out, what I would say to you is you're not looking at God hard enough because he promises there is a way out. If you think of all the challenges you've been through, Musiti, there was always a way out when you look back. But while you were in it, you did not see it because sometimes we're too focused on the problem. But God and the word of God is true. It will never fail. He says there is a way out. So now immediately when a challenge comes at me, My default is where's my way out? I don't even focus on the challenge anymore. And that's what we should do. Amen. Oh Roxy, this has been
0: amazing. I wish I could have like more and more of you. So I just (laughs) want to end and say people can get you on radio Bob on a Wednesday. Wednesday eight
1: pm. Wednesday
0: eight pm. And you are on LinkedIn, you are on TikTok, and you are on Instagram. (laughs) Yes, and Facebook, okay. of course. And Facebook, okay. So that's where people can get you. Reverend that's what people can get. Roxy Makasha. I never thought I'd say Reverend, <laughs> but we could all see it coming. Né? Ah, uh, amen. You are you are amazing. Thank you. You've given <laughs> me so much to uh think about. Uh and I'm leaning yes. in now. I'm loving that word. Lean yes. in to Lean God. In. That is my <laughs> takeout. Leaning to God, Lean the spirit warfare, and you in. are not fighting your child. Do not fight uh-uh. your child, but fight with the devil. Get born exactly. fight and fight with the devil. You have just given me twenty years of wisdom in one hour. I <laughs> hope, Thank you, and I will indeed. pray for this. I learned today. Don't start do something without praying, because it technology. Is God says pray before you do something. Because I was saying of, to
1: somebody on my on my on my show that I now pray before I go into meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I realized you have to pray. <laughs> you have to pray.
0: You have to. just pray. Yeah. Yes. So I learned it Yes, was like you must pray. So I learned <laughs> get permission. I, yeah Just I have permission. Yeah. Uh, Roxy, Reverend Roxy it's been such an honor and a pleasure. Now I'm going to pray you. for God to help me uh, to get people to listen to this amazing talk and to help me edit because the technology is not my forte. But yeah. I know there is always a way, there's always a solution. <laughs> I will not forget that. And I will never forget what you are saying about your health. There have been so many gems. I don't even know where to start. But thank um, you, thank you for being here. It has been such a blessing. It is like a step up from 2018. I feel it. I feel <laughs> it in my blood. And whole yeah, level. Up. Ah, yeah, yeah. You've leveled. Ah, you've leveled. I and I'm not saying that it's amazing. You've been thank amazing. You. Thank you so much.
1: Thank, thank you, you Ms. Blessing. and I wish you all the best on phenomenal woman. I know that you are going to. Be listened by nations. And even you are going to be shocked at what God is going to do through you. So I wish you all the best and I'll keep praying for you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend Thank you. Brooks. My We are saying goodbye. Please listen to us every Monday. We're going to put a podcast talking to amazing women. This podcast this here. You need to listen over and over and over. There's so many gems from this podcast. I was hit with one after the other. I am going to my prayer book now, praying for my health, praying for my child and Mm -hmm. I have learned something and I keep on saying I'm leaning into God. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Have a nice evening. Bye-bye. Bye.